We have way too much free content over here at The Grio. Stream a world with free entertainment, lifestyle, and news content. Celebrating Black excellence 24-7. Download The Grio now. It's free. Hello and welcome to Acting Up, the podcast that dives deep into the world of TV and film that highlights our people, our culture, and our stories. I'm your host, Courtney Wills, Entertainment Director at The Grio, and this week I'm sitting down with Samuel L. Jackson and Dominique Fishback to talk about their latest project, The Last Days of Tommy Gray. Based on the acclaimed novel by best-selling author Walter Mosley, The Last Days of Tommy Gray stars Samuel L. Jackson as the titular character. This limited series from Apple TV Plus is really something to see. I'm going to give you the official synopsis before we get into it. Based on the acclaimed novel by best-selling author Walter Mosley, The Last Days of Tommy Gray stars Samuel L. Jackson as an ailing man forgotten by his family, his friends, and even by himself. Suddenly left without his trusted caretaker and on the brink of sinking even deeper into a lonely dementia, Tommy is assigned to the care of orphan teenager Robin. When they learn about an experimental treatment that can temporarily restore his memories, it begins a journey towards shocking truths about the past, present, and future. I have got to say, I really didn't know what to expect when I first heard about this series, but I knew that it was something that Sam was going to be an executive producer on. And gosh, the end result is really astounding. While there are so many fantastic roles that Samuel L. Jackson has taken on over his career, I would argue that this might be his best one yet. The range required for him to play this character who throughout the course of the series kind of transitions from being, you know, in the throes of senility and memory loss and dementia to a man who is all there and together. And even further back through flashbacks, we get to see him as a younger version of himself as well. And so all of those things, while it was the same character, it was kind of like a whole bunch of different versions of the same character. And the performance is truly impressive. Equally impressive is Dominique Fishback as Robin. And that's no surprise because Dominique has never disappointed, not in one thing she's ever done. And this project is no different. She goes toe-to-toe with Samuel L. Jackson. And like she says during our talk, it's like they're just playing tennis back and forth, rallying that ball. And it is really something to see. I talked to her about what it took to cultivate this character and really bring her to life. And this girl is serious about her craft. This is a woman who takes acting extremely seriously. And that's evidenced in her performance. In case you've been living under a rock, Dominique Fishback is an American actress and playwright who always delivers when it comes to her roles on The Deuce, Show Me a Hero, and of course, who could forget Judas and the Black Messiah. Her first film, Night Comes On, premiered at the 2018 Sundance Film Festival. And that same year, she played Kenya in The Hate You Give, which I also loved. In 2020, she played a street smart teenager in Project Power alongside Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And in 2021, she starred in Judas and the Black Messiah alongside Daniel Kaluuya as Deborah Johnson, the partner of Fred Hampton and the expectant mother of Fred Hampton Jr. Hi, it's so nice to see you again. Nice to see you too. 
My God, Dominique, you are just such a talent. I remember telling you that years ago and you just continue to like make me so happy with every role you take on. You just elevate it. And Robin is no different. Tell me about what what you brought to this role because it it felt very personal. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so fortunate to hear people say those things. And it's also like, yeah, you never you never want to disappoint people. I never do. So I'm just really thankful that that you felt that because all you could do is your best and all you could do is show up as as you are. And I, you know, I journalized my characters and this time. I couldn't like I had there was so much resistance. I couldn't. And then I felt like the character was like, well, you could journal as them girls, but I don't journal. I don't do that. So I was like, sheesh. And then it's like a little bit nerve wracking to say, all right, it's about to be an experiment, I guess, to just show up and not really match out and write out every single thing and kind of be present. What I did do was I created this um, PDF, which was like happened to be 28 pages that I sent, I sent to Sam and Walter, um, just pulling quotes from the book and different things that didn't make the series at that time after reading the script and saying, I think this is really important. Here's why. And I took her name, for example, to find out her dream. Robin reminded me, obviously, of a bird that flies. And because of her trauma and triggers, she hasn't been able to, like, uh, escape like a plane ride wouldn't be far enough for her to go. So how could she leave earth without leaving earth without leaving the earth? And it would be going to space, right? Like getting in a rocket sh- ship and like shooting up into space and maybe she'll meet her own ET and find home. And before she can do that, she meets Ptolemy who is in a, in a sense, his own ET because he has, his mind is now in different timelines, you know, and it really intrigues her. And then she does find home. I use I use astrology to find out how her disposition, especially when it comes to like talking about her feelings and talking about death. That was really important. Like she's very nauseous when she says, oh, he's he's dead. So he died. I just told you. It's like because she has seen so much in her life that she's not going to respond the way we think somebody responds when we talk about death. But I only knew that because of the the PDF and, and deciding that her you no, know, she's a Scorpio. You know, what does, what does that do? And she has a, a Leo, I think it was like a Leo ascending. And mm-hmm. that means that she has that fire that you need, right? And like, there was like a lot of stuff. And I think she was a Libra moon, which gave her balance with that compassion was able to come in. So I really just had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with, you know, and then I love to share. So I was really happy that Sam and Walter like looked at my PDF. I don't know if they read all 28 pages, but, you know, I pulled things from the book and it was, it was just a lot of fun. What do you think? I mean, to me, to hear you say that you would go to Sam and Walter and say like, yo, I think this is really important. I think we should put it in. Absolutely. Oftentimes I'm talking to you know, actresses who say things like that to me. I'm talking to them 20 and 30 years into their career mm-hmm. when they're at a point where they have kind of come to feel that agency. Yes. And you seem to kind of have it out the gate. Why do you think that is? Well, uh, well, one, thank you to them because they did it before me and they did it in a time where they where, where they couldn't, where it wasn't so easy. So I, I honor that. So I don't make it feel like I'm just whatever, you know, I honor that they've set the path and they've knocked down doors so people can actually hear me and hear what I'm saying. So I want to acknowledge that. And also I started acting when I was 15 in a theater company called MCC, where you had to write and perform your own work. They said our voices matter, our truth mattered. And then they had us do talkbacks with adults, with kids, with different 
different people. And so we knew how to advocate for ourselves. And so I knew from a young age that my voice mattered and that what I had to say mattered. I've been doing it a long time. I know I, I play 17, I look 17, but I'm I'm 30 years old. So I know I have something to say and I'm very clear and uh, with any creator that I'm working with, I say from the beginning, listen, if you if you feel like you like my work, then please know I'm going to give, I'm going to ask for notes. I'm going to read the script over. I'm going to have ideas. I'm going to want to text. I'm going to want to talk about it. And I hope that you could be receive that, you know, I'm going to be upfront from the beginning because that's what makes a better collaborative experience. So the producers and everybody said, we know how Dominique works. We really want her. So we want to hear what she has to say. And that's also empowering to go to a place where you know that they want to hear what you have to say. Yes. Oh my gosh. And that is something I think you consistently bring. Anytime you I'm watching you as a character on screen, I feel like there's a backstory there. Whether we ever get to it in the script or not, you kind of come with this energy that tells me you've been where this character has been in this project. There's a fight scene. I won't give too much away. Oh my away. God, that's my favorite. <laughs> right? Oh my God. Oh my God, that's my favorite fight scene. But I mean, I was like, I could feel like the energy. Okay. Um, another scene uh, early on in the series where you, um, you know, decide to leave the house that you're staying at, Marsha's character says something like, you know, yeah, that's our job, like to make sure that these black oh, men yeah, yeah, don't yeah. go crazy. And I, I thought that was so loaded. Um, I thought that that was so loaded and your character's response to that, to me, felt really loaded. What were some moments for you where you kind of felt, you know, like you were really living in that character? Because on screen, it seems like every single second. Thank you so much. I think for sure, for sure, the the fight scene, you know, because if I'm going to represent people like girls that grew up in neighborhoods like mine, that's a huge part of it. You know what I'm saying? Like you do get, you do get scrappy. So I was like, nice to like, get that little energy, my little Brooklyn out. That was nice. Um, but then that, that scene as well, I had so much resistance to that line. I'm like, why would she say something like that? And I have to use it. Right. I have to use it. And like, but I'm so, I was so taken aback by it. Robin is so flabbergasted by it that she can't even speak. She has to look at you and say, are you, you know, and then, and then like just different moments when, she's taking care of of Ptolemy or when she gets the guy there's a guy that comes around and she starts getting being able to soften and I think that that was really beautiful and I think she got to have a lot of layers um in the series and lastly gosh you you share screens consistently with some really heavyweight actors and this time it's Sam Jackson Talk to me about what it was like for you to, I mean, most scenes, it's just the two of you. Yeah. So I would imagine that had to be like a masterclass. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I knew from the beginning uh, when I met Sam after I got the role, he said, I saw you in Project Power and I made a phone call and said, I, that we found our girl. So when you go into a project like that and with the, the producers and everybody believing that you can do something and wanting you, really wanting you there, then, uh, you have kind of no choice to be be confident in the fact that you in a in a place that you belong. And so I didn't it wasn't really about nerves. It was just about being present and um playing tennis with each other, you know, back and forth and and that kind of thing. I love it. This was so fantastic um to see you in and again just watching you work has been such a a highlight of my um career. 
truly. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. You're Thank welcome, you. my dear. You, you take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. Such a talented actress. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone tell me that they turned in basically a 30-page treatment for a character. But I love that Dominique has already created a career where she feels like she has the agency to do that. And it's so important and kind of so new, I think, for actors of color. And it's a great thing to see. I caught up with Samuel L. Jackson right after I spoke to Dominique, and it turns out he does indeed remember the long-form PDF that she submitted, and he had his own reasons for wanting to work with her. I couldn't wait to catch up with him and find out what went into this brilliant performance that was so authentic and really kind of triggered me because of my own experience with my grandmother who suffered from dementia until the end of her life, and I can tell you firsthand he really nailed it. I never know what I'm going to get when I talk to Samuel L. Jackson, but this time I was most concerned with what it took for him to really demonstrate all of these layers of his character and the physicality of this role was very interesting. Usually when we're talking about physicality, we're talking about like, how much did you have to train to, to be a superhero or to play this athlete, but this was very different. Depending on the mental state of Tommy Gray at any given time, his body movements were different. His mannerisms were different. Like just the way that his face moved, the way that his shoulders, you know, sank or didn't was so important in portraying what was happening on the inside. And I think that Sam nailed it here. And it turns out that has a lot to do with the fact that he has personal experience with people suffering from dementia and Alzheimer's. And he really kind of pulled from those experiences to inform this character. I will be shocked if there are not some Emmy noms in the future for both of these actors, but I think this is Samuel L. Jackson's year to take the small screen by storm. Gosh, I'm so grateful to get to talk to you about this project because I think that it's one of my favorite ones to watch you in. Um, it really struck a nerve with me. Uh, and I think partially because I felt like your portrayal was so realistic of someone going through dementia. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, one thing that really stuck out to me is, is not so much what was um, evident when Ptolemy was forgetting things, but when he came back, uh, I saw my grandmother battle dementia and Alzheimer's. And for me, that was kind of the most crushing part. It wasn't when she was gone. It was when she would come back and kind of get that something was off. Um, and I think that that's a tough thing to portray. And I think you did it really, really beautifully here. And I wondered, um, I wondered if, if that occurred to you, if that was intentional. Oh, well, yeah. Um, the intent was to uh, create a whole human being that um, was around that when I remember instances of talking to my mom or her sister or you know even my grandfather at times that when they were present, they were present. But when I, I talked to them about something that they were supposed to know or I thought they were like prepared to talk about and you could see them trying to search, search for that thing that they knew they were supposed to know and the frustration of what that is and the pain because they want to give it to you and they can't. Um, 
And then it then it turns to another thing, which turns to another thing. So I remember the layers of what that looked like on their face and in their body language and all those other things that I was able to access, but only physically because you never know what's going on in the mind of a person who's, you know, clouding or the lights going out. So I use that from time to time when say Reggie was talking to me and he's talking to me about something and you said you you kind of noticed when they were searching for something that they were supposed to know. Yeah. And well, the frustration of wanting to give you an answer and not being able to, you know, uh, is a very distinct thing. Uh, and it goes from being a facial thing to a physical thing in their body to uh, turning to uh, even anger at a specific point, because, you know, it's like, I don't know. And I told you, or, you know, or I said, and and it's one of those things that I remember very clearly, especially with my mom, who's very strong will. Uh, and I wanted to put that out there. I also wanted to, to, to leave that space for when you're talking and your voice just becomes a background to them. And you can see that happen when they go, when they just go somewhere else and they space. Uh, and you, Omar played it so well when his, his disappointment at not getting an answer to a question that he really wanted the answer to that you're the only person I can talk to about this and you're not even here, you know, and I mean, it was a, it's a brilliant moment, Yes, it was. Um, like I said, it was it was instantly recognizable and not just what I was looking at, but how I felt hmm. It was very recognizable. Um, but hopefully, you know, people will hold on to this and not be triggered by those early moments of what happens in this to realize that, OK, you're going to go on a journey with these people. And there's a fantastic thing that's going to happen. He's going to get this miracle drug that there is not a such a thing. But this story allows us to go into a miracle drug that allows him to be clear for a moment so you can see who he is and what his life was and how we get to this place. Yes. Um, Dominique told me that you asked for her. You asked to work with her on this after seeing her um, in the superhero movie. And I actually remember when I saw her in that superhero movie and I said to myself, I am looking at someone with a very big future in this town. I wondered for you what stood out about her when you saw her. We all make mistakes. <laughs> um, you know, I met Dominique and didn't realize it when she uh, did this thing called Show Me a Hero with my wife for HBO. She was in that and, and she was on The Deuce, which I watched also. But when I saw her in that thing, she was this kid and I was going, oh, Robin, that's Robin right there. And I didn't realize that that was her. And then when I saw her in Judas, I realized, oh, yeah, that's who she is. Uh, and, um, yeah, she was perfect. Uh, and there was only one other person that might've been perfect, but, uh, she was the dominant, you know, uh, character in those auditions. Uh, and I was just asking for, her. I don't even know why we auditioned her, but once she agreed, I was like, okay, well she'll get there, whether she's there now or not, she'll get there. Uh, and sure enough, when she showed up, she was there. You know, you don't, you don't find a lot of people that come to you with a, you know, 32 page PowerPoint presentation of who somebody is. It's like, 
What the hell? Did you read the whole thing? She said she doesn't know if you read it all. Did you? Yeah, I did. I was impressed by that. I was impressed by her having the agency to to, to send that to you guys. Uh, no, she just about, she dropped it. It's like, oh, okay. All right, oh, gosh. My last question. Um, does playing a character like Tommy in any way, like, did it do anything to, to make you think about your own mortality? Because I feel like people get old so much later now i know you know i have people 80 90 in their in my family who still seem quite sprightly and i wonder like man when it changes i wonder if it will be really quick like when when do you when do you start getting old now in 2022 what is is old to you i mean right what does that specifically mean i mean i have a lot of different you know uh ideals about it or ideas also uh, in terms of when I was you know, 50, I remember looking in the mirror saying, I don't look anything like I, my my grandfather or my brothers or their, his uh, brothers and all these guys looked like when they were 50. Uh, and that's lifestyle, diet, you know, things that we know now, exercise, whatever. Uh, and even now, you know, 20 years later, when I look in the mirror, I'm still not seeing, you know, my grandfather or his brothers or those guys. But I feel them. You know, I mean, one of my you know greatest fears is having to wake up in the middle of the night and having to do something in a hurry, because that's just not going to happen. <laughs> but, you know, that's the reality of it. But um, my mortality, yeah, I think about it, you know, all the time, especially, you know, like sometimes when I'm doing long ass interviews and I'm going, I ain't going to use but three minutes of this interview and I'm doing all this. So they, they're gathering stuff from my bio when I die or what? So they can talk. But um, I don't, I don't, I don't concern myself with it. I'm more concerned with getting up every day and going to work and finding a place that I can use my creative energy to go out there and create and do, you know, do something with a character or, or help somebody with a job or, you know, do any of those things that make sense in terms of me as the artist activist that I think I am. Yes. Thank you so much. I have to let you go. Um, but this was really, you're really fantastic in this. And I loved your speech uh, the other night at the Image Awards. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> you're welcome. You take All care. Right. Before we go, I just want to remind all of you listeners that we have way too much free content over here at The Grio. Stream a world with free entertainment, lifestyle, and news content. Free movies, free shows, and so many free channels. Find us on all your devices wherever you use the internet. On our new mobile app, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, and an over-the-air network. We even have a Black Podcast Network coming soon. Download The Grio now. It's free. The Grio. Black Culture Amplified. Thanks so much for listening to Acting Up. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts and share it with someone you know. Please email all questions, comments, and concerns to podcasts at thegrio.com. Acting Up is brought to you by The Grio, an executive produced by Courtney Wills and produced by Cameron Blackwell. For more with me and Acting Up, check us out on Instagram at actingup.pod. <laughs>